Blog Talk Radio. How's it going, Greater Olean? Welcome to our weekly Tap Into podcast. I'm Christian Gravis, joined today by Ethan Kibbe. Now, Ethan, uh, just here at St. Bonaventure the past couple days, we've seen some snow. You know, we had a little bit of a warm-up, but winter is definitely back. And just in time for Friday's holiday, we've got Groundhog's Day coming up on Friday. Now, Ethan, you've actually experienced Groundhog's Day in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, the most famous place to really go and, and see what Groundhog's Day is all about and the festivities. That's where the Bill Murray movie was, was uh, situated and took place in. So, Ethan, if you just want to quick go over what gave you the desire, what brought you to actually go down to Punxsutawney last year, it was to actually go and, and see what goes on on Groundhog Day. That's a good question, kind of a strange answer, I'm afraid. Um, whatever reason, I've always just kind of been a fan of the holiday. I think it's just kind of a quirky little fun thing, which especially in early February when the weather is generally lousy and usually has been for a while, it's kind of nice to do something fun and for no particular reason, just to enjoy yourself. And so basically my entire life, it's a holiday I've always kind of celebrated, so to speak, um, and always would make sure to get up in time to, to see live television coverage of Phil and everything. And, and being a Pennsylvania native, I'm only about two and a half hours, three hours from Punxsutawney. So I've been through the town quite a few times, um, spent some time there, but I've just never been there on Groundhog Day. And so last year I had a teammate here on the uh, cross-country and track teams who was from Punxsutawney and who oddly had never been to the festivities. It was her senior year. And Something we talked about for years was going and experiencing this together. Since last year was our last chance to do it, at least while both of us were still in college, we decided to jump on that opportunity and go down and kind of see what this whole thing was about. Awesome. Now, I've done a little research past couple of days, and one of the biggest things I didn't realize was just the sheer magnitude of this event and how many people get up at the crack of dawn to go and see this 20-pound rodent named Phil come out of his tree stump and predict what the weather is going to do for the next six weeks or if we're going to have another six weeks of winter or, you know, if it's going to be an early arrival of spring. So if you could just go over what the crowd was like there, because I just look at the pictures, it looks absolutely massive. Thousands of people come out to see this big rat <laughs> pretty much. That's really exactly it. Um, and if you've seen the famous Bill Murray movie, he describes it as watching a giant squirrel predict the weather. And, that's exactly what it is. It's this really hokey kind of strange thing, but just thousands and thousands of people um, show up to Gobbler's Knob, which is just outside the town of Punxsutawney. Schools are shut down throughout Punxsutawney for the day because they have to use the school buses to bus people up to the knob, as it's known. And so all these people are, I think we left from downtown Punxsutawney at, four o'clock in the morning and Phil doesn't come out until about seven twenty eight, I think is the official time AM. And so and we were by no means the first ones there. People are there all night. They've got bonfires set up and they're just out dancing and partying and um not legally drinking because there's no alcohol technically allowed there, but there certainly is people who sneak some in. And so um it, it's just a, it's a lot of fun. And Gobbler's Knob is really nothing more than a sloped piece of land with a manufactured stage and tree stump at the low end. But it works really nicely because of that steep slope that 
you can see everything no matter where you are. You're just out there standing for hours. And, of course, it gets muddy as heck because everyone's traipsing all over this area. It's usually been snow-covered. Sometimes it is snow-covered. If it's not, then the snow is just melted and it's a mess, so they put, like, straw down and such. But nobody cares. That's the thing. It's freezing cold. People are standing around for hours to watch 10 minutes of a rodent, and they don't care. They're excited. They're happy, and everyone's just having a good time. And so it's, it's like going to a, a home sporting event, a, with a team that you really care about. You're surrounded by all of these passionate people, except that at a sporting event, they're getting there maybe two or three hours before here, it's three, four, five hours before, sometimes hmm. longer. Wow. So now, if relying on a groundhog to tell you the weather wasn't odd enough, there's some other oddities that come with the holiday. For one, uh, Punxsutawney Phil is supposedly 132 years old. Back in 1886, they had the first Groundhog Day celebration in Punxsutawney, and supposedly, now a groundhog only lives to be four or six years old in the wild, supposedly Punxsutawney Phil is 132 years old, and he got to be that old by drinking an elixir of life known as Groundhog Punch every year at the annual Punxsutawney Groundhog Picnic in the fall. So that's pretty crazy. And another crazy thing is apparently he speaks in a special language called Groundhog Yeast. Yes. And the president of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club Inner Circle, those are the men in the tuxedos and top hats that actually handle uh, Punxsutawney Phil. And actually only the handler handles Punxsutawney Phil. Okay. There's a specific gentleman who has been trained to handle Phil. And he is the one that can understand Hoganese? He, he cannot. The, the chief can understand, but there is the handler, two separate okay. gentlemen. Um, the Inner Circle has... Um, six, maybe eight members. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a very um, special club. It's an elite club. It's the muckety-mucks of Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, traipsing out in the freezing cold in the finest of fine dress. And, yes, uh, only, only one man can speak with Phil. Only, only one man can understand groundhoggies. That's a, a process you go through to get to the point of, of being said gentleman, and there is, of course, an official handler as well as other members of the inner circle who are introduced and walked down to great fanfare. And so, yes, Groundhogese, um, I'm sure not the easiest language to learn. That's why these are generally older gentlemen, um, but I'm sure it's, it's well worth it. And as far as Phil's age, I, I think that we can agree that Phil is indeed no ordinary groundhog. And so are we surprised that a groundhog with such incredible prowess in prognosticating the weather can live so long? No, it really makes perfect sense. It does. And another uh, reason Phil is not an ordinary, ordinary groundhog is Phil actually has a wife. Yeah. You're aware of that. Phyllis. Yes, they live in the Groundhog Zoo in downtown Punxsutawney all year. They yes. do, and it's connected to the Punxsutawney Memorial Library. Yes. Yep, and you can see it from the outside. You can actually look in mm -hmm. Phil's exhibit. Yep, yep, there's a park right there, and uh, you can look in and see Phil year-round. Mm -hmm. Yep, he is a, uh, a rather social fellow. Um, certainly February 2nd is his big day. No mistaking that, but he's one of those celebrities that's very accessible throughout the year, and um as we see more and more fame getting to people's heads these days, um, it hasn't tainted Phil at all. He's always, he's always there. You can always come and see him. And uh, um, 
I'm sure he would talk to you if you understood groundhog ease, but that's really a shortcoming on your part, not his. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, Phil is just, he's a pretty special fellow. Speaking about shortcomings on other people's parts, not necessarily Phil's, Puck County Phil, if you look at it, has a 39% accuracy rating, whether he is right as to if there's going to be an early arrival of spring or if there's going to be six more weeks of winter. But a previous president of the Groundhog, of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club inner circle actually said Phil is never wrong. The interpreter that listens to the Groundhog ease that messes up a word here, their translation, and that, that person's wrong. Phil has never been wrong. Yeah. Um, like I said, my assumption, I, I personally don't speak it. Um, I struggle enough with English. But I would assume that Groundhog ease is incredibly difficult and a very, very complex language. And as such, as we know, just when two people of different cultures, and that's two people, not a person in a groundhog, try to communicate, things are lost in translation. So to me, it, it's really no surprise that we would say that we've only properly interpreted Phil's prognostication correctly 39% of the time. Frankly, I feel like that's pretty high. Um, Phil must be doing a really good job, I think, of dumbing down the language to the point where people can understand it that often. I mean, at some point, people just need to commit to better understanding groundhog eat, and that would pay off in spades for us. It would. As you're saying, Phil is a social creature, and he is a celebrity of sorts. Back in the 80s, he went to the White House, got on a plane and flew to Washington, D.C., where he actually met President Ronald Reagan. And a couple, you know, about a decade later, he actually flew to Chicago, Illinois, where he was on the Oprah Winfrey show on Groundhog Day. Actually, and I'm thinking you must have went, and there must have been either a, a, an evening broadcast or something like that, but he was there. Yeah, probably uh, an afternoon or evening taping. Um, wouldn't be that hard to get out of Punxsutawney. Phil doesn't hang around at Gobbler's Knob too, too long. He'll pose for pictures and everything. Um, no one's ever turned away. But then he wants people to get on with their lives, and so he understands that there are people who can't make it to Punxsutawney. Um, although everyone who can should, frankly. But as such, if he can go and boost his exposure a little bit and help people to, to better understand the weather by going to Chicago and, and going on with Oprah, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a big get for Oprah. That's probably one of her most memorable um, episodes, one of her most memorable guests on the show. I'm, I'm sure he really stole the spotlight there. Probably greater than Tom Cruise uh, jumping on her couch. Oh, heavens, actually, yeah. Funny Phil being in her presence. Yeah, I, I'm going to bet you he was a lot classier than that. I'm going to bet. He, he represents himself with just uh, an, an immense amount of poise and class, and, you know, he, he's there helping us. He doesn't have to tell us what the weather's going to be, and he does. And so that's just something that I think people don't appreciate as much as they should, that this is a groundhog who goes out of his way to be there year-round for people and to tell them what they need to know every February 2nd. Absolutely. And now, just like Phil never stops aging, his teeth and that of all groundhogs, they only have two teeth that actually never stop growing. That is true. That's why you gnaw on things and such. Um, we see this a lot in, in rodent families. Um, by by con continually gnawing on things, that kind of wears the teeth down. Mm -hmm. And since they're, of course, continually growing, it, it sort of balances out and they don't really grow or shrink much at all because that, that tooth is worn away. And Phil's uh, personal favorite of item to gnaw on is a Nature Valley granola bar, specifically the ones that are very crummy that we all know we don't like to eat. You know, when you're in a car, you get crumbs all over the place. Phil doesn't have an issue with that. 
Well, I, again, that's probably a human shortcoming, I would imagine, that we're eating them incorrectly and creating a mess, and that Phil, being older, being wiser, being more knowledgeable clearly than we are, knows the proper way to eat these bars. So, again, it's just another example of the exceptionalism of Punxsutawney Phil showing we humans how underskilled we are in comparison to most of the rodent world. Absolutely. And now, stepping away from Phil for a second and focusing on his namesake, Punxsutawney, what else goes on in the town on Groundhog's Day? Oh, my goodness. Um, it, is, it is an absolute party. Like I said, schools are shut down for the day, and the town just fills up. Hotels are booked years in advance. You're not going to get a hotel in Punxsutawney. Bed and breakfast is bed and breakfast are full up, um, and people are there to have a good time. And so they do. They come down from the knob. They're tired. uh, They're worn out. They're hungry. So the restaurants get absolutely packed. Very good restaurants, by the way. Um, They get absolutely full. People from that have never met each other before sitting at tables together and talking and and partying and hanging out. And, indeed, that evening there there is the Groundhog Ball, um, very formal occasion, um, and, and it's just wonderful. People are just excited. They're happy to be there. And it's just a day long, really almost day and a half once you count the night before um, party. And it's just you set aside all the problems of the world for one day and appreciate Groundhog Day. You appreciate Punxsutawney Phil, the company of others, the coming together of people, and just have a great time. That's right. And so – Looking at what the weather has done just here in Western York St. Bonaventure University, what is your prediction? What, wow. What do you think Phil is going to do? What do you think Phil is going to predict? Let's start with what you think your prediction is on Groundhog's Day. Are we going to see six more weeks of winter, or are we going to see an early arrival of spring? Boy, you know, I'm always pulling early arrival of spring, and I think we're going to get it this year. I, I think, knock on wood, that we're finally going to get – that early spring, but I, I know I'll be able to tell you a heck of a lot more at 7.30 on Friday after Phil has spoken. And, and, and as somebody that's been to the event, you know, kind of, you know, I'll call you a groundhog insider. You seem to know a lot about Phil. Do you think he's the type of groundhog to take bribes? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I, I'm almost upset that you would suggest such a thing. Phil is absolutely beyond reproach he is the most gentlemanly of groundhogs the most gentlemanly of individuals i don't even want to just say of groundhogs just of beings phil would never take a bribe phil speaks absolute truth and as such every word out of his mouth provided of course that we manage to interpret it properly should be taken as absolutely truthful all right, and one last thing for you, Ethan. We're just going to have a little fun right here, as if we haven't already been doing that. We're going to rank your top five famous rodents. Holy Here. cow. Wow. Um, Assuming Phil is one of them. Oh, are you? come on now. Phil is, is the famous rodent. And then there's like four others that I have to name, I suppose, because you've asked me for a top five. And really, you can just throw any of these rodents in a – any other rodent in the world – in a pile and call them two through five. I don't care. There's Phil and there's everybody else. I suppose Phyllis is probably number wow. two. We'll, we'll put her number two because 
she does have that tighter link to fill than do other rodents. Um, one that then you can put in any rodent you want, I don't care, go for it. One that you cannot put in because it peeves me every single year when I see it on local news broadcasts is Dunkirk Dave. The guy's a pretender, he's a fake, he is not real. Dunkirk Dave doesn't even deserve to be ranked as a rodent, he is a disgrace. And as such, three, four, and five, or anyone you want except Dunkirk Dave. Gotcha. So you would say that Mickey Mouse pales in comparison to oh my good Tony Phil. Okay, Mickey Mouse is a creation of someone's mind. He's not even a, yeah, a real true. rodent. It's Mickey, Mickey Mouse, come on. That, you know what? That suggestion is Mickey Mouse. Come sure. on. Yep. yep. And one last thing for all you people at home, just something for you to think about. Santa Claus, fake. The Tooth Fairy, fake. Easter Bunny, fake. Leprechauns, for all I know, fake. Punxsutawney Phil, undeniably real. Real. Undeniably real. Everything he says, real. He may or may not be more dependable than your local weather forecaster. 100% more dependable. And the best part about him is he's furry, he's 20 pounds, and he hangs out on a tree stump one day a year. Ethan, thank you very much for being here today. Great early, and I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And stick around. We'll see you on Friday where we can hopefully come back and give you an update on what Phil saw. Thank you.